Welcome back to the best, the greatest, the most joyfully exuberant podcast in Payne County. Hallelujah. By two priests. Hallelujah. What? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why are you singing? Because it's Easter. Oh, that's right. It is. Yes. Still. Still Easter. Awesome. Remember all those people who were like, mm, Easter Sunday was so great. Now back to normal life. <laughs> I, I don't like you. <laughs> still Easter. Still in the Easter season. Yes. Basking in the glory of the empty tomb. Uh-huh. That's awesome. So last, yeah, last week we did a little... Uh, a little, uh, sh- a little shout out to you know is that did the resurrection really happen? And I think we, I think we made a compelling twenty nine and a half minute argument. You know, I forgot how we know the resurrection. You forgot okay. something. So there's there's an interesting one I was reading on a um, commentary, uh, one of the church fathers, and he asked the question. It was actually Venerable Bede asked the question: Why did Jesus eat fish on the day of the resurrection? Why did he go into the upper room and eat fish? Why is that like in that gospel? Like he could have eaten anything, well, but well, chose I mean, to why, eat fish? Why would he ask for food? Oh. And, and again, it's to show that he is just not a spirit. Right. Because the Donatist heresies uh, were always saying, oh, he's just spirit. He's just a spirit. He's like, no, dude, look here. I'm well, that flushed. and like to Thomas, you know, hey, you know, put yeah. your put your finger in my yeah. in my wounds. That's awesome. Yeah, we also uh, yeah. There's just all sorts of really good yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot there. That could be a multi-episode, but we're just we're just gonna leave it. We're just gonna leave you with what we did last week. Yeah, there you go. So take Done. that. Take that. It, it's a it's a beautiful time. It's a beautiful time. Yes and no. And and I think it's there's a beautiful time. I'm finding that both young people and their parents are like getting to know each other. Uh, a, a college student who said, "Wow." Um, I never knew what my parents did for a living because <laughs> they always did that at work. What do your parents do? Uh, they sell stuff. And my dad he was like, my dad now has this drafting table and three computer monitors in the living oh, room at home, which usually would be in his office. Huh? Which is, all that stuff would be in the office or something. Or like, I never knew what my mom um, did as an accountant. Or you know, huh. seeing like you know, parents would go off and do these things. Or I just I've seen the beauty of my parents' marriage. <laughs> There's this, it's not just another person Being in the house. Lived out day yeah. to day. Yeah, D- day. You know, I'm getting a good witness of what it is to be married. And I'm watching it in my parents. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of beautiful, beautiful fruit in the midst of a t- of a tough time. The sacraments not. Not readily available. You know, I mean, a lot of people still around the world sick and and right. really and really hurting. But in the middle of that, these little moments of uh, I loved the the Pope Francis a couple weeks ago. He gave he was a homily. He's been doing daily mass in his little chapel in his residence. Oh, it's Santa, not the one Santa Marta, and he was and he was just saying, like, he was sort of pointing out these little signs of hope, and one of them was like. Babies are still being born, right? You know, and we have a number of parishioners, a number of parishioners, thanks be to God, who are uh, pregnant, uh, who are with with child. What? And several of them over the last couple of weeks have given birth. Wow. Um, now I can't. Usually, when somebody's going to have a baby, I would go and see them before and see them after and hold right. the baby, and we, you know, we all take pictures and we do a blessing and and in fact, one one family. 
this was uh, last week. They had uh, the baby on a Monday. And on Saturday afternoon, Father Robert and Alessandro, our seminarian, we, we actually drove to their house. They stood at their front door. We stood in their front yard. And, then, and I did the blessing <laughs> of, of a newborn of, uh, before, before childbirth. That's, that's in the book of blessings. Basically. Oh, yeah, sure. And then like had my holy water sprinkler and gave him a, gave him a shower. Wow. But from, you know, from probably 15 feet. Yes. Uh, but then the baby was born, thanks be to God. And now, but I, you know, normally I'd be right up there that same day and see the baby and see mom and dad. And so in the middle, but anyway, in the midst of all that, it's like, yeah, this baby is born. Like our parish is still growing. It's beautiful. Yeah. It, it, there it, is it with the seasons too. You know, like there, yeah, with, there's all these beautiful things that grow from spring to to kind of August, and then they all die. And so there's this like darkness that covers the earth, and this death that comes into the mm-hmm. world natu- mm-hmm. naturally. And so there always is this cycle of like joy and disappointment, sadness and jubilation. Mm-hmm. And so right now there's this beautiful springtime. Sorry, New Zealand. Uh, there's this beautiful springtime in North America. The Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> yeah, Bailey and uh, and Claire uh, are down there like, but we don't, spring's over. <laughs> Sorry. spring in November. It, yeah. Whenever. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So there's these little, in the midst of a tough time, little signs of hope, which I think are, are awesome. Um, what is happening with, so this would normally be, I think this weekend, right, would be the normal time for graduation, OSU graduation, yes. but it's not happening. What is ha- what is <laughs> it's it's not happening? What do seniors from OSU? What are they? Yeah, doing? Mother's Day weekend is usually oh, okay. Uh, so that would be next weekend. Yeah. So okay. next day, next weekend, yeah. it's at you know graduation party start on Thursday, Friday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, but none, and, none of yeah, that. Normally, so we'd be going to Ireland. I had a wedding planned uh-huh. in May 18th in Dublin uh-huh. to, for one of my former focus missionaries, Katie Asco. Is she still getting married? Dublin's closed down right now, so you can't even go. No, but is she still getting married? No, she's still getting married. I just don't know when. Oh, they pushed it. They pushed the date. Off of May 18th. Oh. Yeah. I mean, a number of people are, are doing that. But uh, yeah, so OSU has moved graduation to December, maybe. No one really knows. Wow. I mean, you just kind of like, in life, you just sometimes just- That's very- I mean, I could see senior. You've worked hard yeah. for seven years. I'm just <laughs> uh, True. You, True. Madison you know, and, and, and there's years. this moment, you know, where like, oh, I just can't wait for that moment to walk across the stage and give Burns Hargis a big hug. And, uh-huh. and it's not happening. Yeah. So they're still graduating. I mean, the accomplishment is still there. You still get a diploma. It's kind of anticlimactic. But the, and just you know, kind of you just invite your, you know, your parents come and your siblings come. Big celebration. So I, I can see that like there's a lot of disappointment there among seniors and, but also too, I mean, among faculty and you know, I mean, I, I always liked it at a high school. I loved graduation. Like mm, I wasn't yeah. graduating, but I played a you know a part in the lives of these kids, and that was always just such a wonderful day. Call up those students who had done really well, and yeah, students you give get awards get, uh, and it's speeches. It's just awesome, and so for that to not happen is ugh, it's kind of a punch in the gut. But then there's lots of other things happening, right? So we've had wet weddings pushed, um, either that have happened with a very small number of people, 
or that event. I mean, a number of couples that are, I was going to get married June 1st, and now I'm getting married in August. So people pushing that back. I had a baptism a couple weeks ago, and it was kind of a, a big extended family, uh, one of our Spanish-speaking families. I mean, they have tons of friends and tons of, but they couldn't, the, the friends couldn't come. I said immediately, if we want to do it, it's the family, the baby, and the, and the immediate family. And that's it. And so there were, you know, eight people there. Wow. Whereas if this were at a normal time, there would probably be 50 people there. So it's disappointing. Right. You, you have this great moment in the life of this kid receiving, you know, eternal life. And it's kind of a bummer. Boo. Kind of just, a bummer. Uh, yeah. What are some other, let's see, we got, uh, oh. well, the RCIA people. Oh, yes. I mean, you have a ton. I have a ton of, yeah. of people preparing for... Yeah, they're ready to receive the sacraments. To be baptized, to be confirmed, to receive Holy Communion for the first time. All our little second graders. <laughs> this was supposed to be the weekend, this weekend. Oh, First Communion? That they would receive their first Holy Communion. Not happening. Priests get thrown marshmallows at. Oh, uh, rough, <laughs> rough. Um, our confirmation, this was also supposed to be the weekend of our confirmation, the bishop coming to confirm our teenagers. Right. Not happening. Yeah, there's a uh, w- Dang, with, just w- with our student with now our I'm students because we have 15 students at RCIA. Yeah, and some of them are still here in town, but others have uh, got returned home. Yeah, so they're in Dallas, they're in California, uh, they're in well, some of them are from uh, Arkansas. Yeah, I mean you got students and, and so, from all over the country. So they're they're not going to be able to come back for. F- to receive the sacrament of Where confirmation, first Holy Communion. So they'll just do it in their parishes. We have well, I mean, what we can do is write a letter to the parish and say, "Hey, parish, I give you permission yeah, to, ready to to go. do this." Yeah. Uh, but also, we may just in I don't know. I mean, can we invite them back when this when all of this sort of returns? But are they going to gonna come back if they're they've got a job somewhere else? Maybe maybe they're looking forward to coming back to the Red Dirt Rivieres, Stillwater. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Come on. Come on. Really? But it, logistically, I mean, we're having, we're having, you know, kind of scheduling issues. So, I mean, we have like these First Communion parents who are like, okay, so it's not going to be May 2nd, May 3rd. When is it going to be? And then I say, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But one of the things we've tried to get across to all of those groups, Confirmation, RCIA, First Communion, is I said, you guys are our number one priority when things open back up. Right. We're gonna we're gonna make every effort for you all to receive the sacraments as quickly as possible. Yeah. But it's a bummer. What's that what's that line from uh from they say how long, O Lord? You know, they just say it how long like Lord, how long is this going to last? It's from the Psalms, I think, right? Oh yeah, let, me, the let me see hours. How long, O Lord Will your people you know, will you frown on your people or what? Is, I don't know where it's, it's a, from. It's a, it's. I think it's a in reference to, the, to like to the Babylonian exile. They're they're in exile from Jerusalem. They can't come back, and so they're. Or is it maybe it's Exodus? Maybe when they're in they're wandering <coughs> in the desert. Let's see. You you look that up, and How I'll long. You look that up, and oh I'll be over here singing. Lord. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's the the disappointment. Oh, how long, O oh Lord? Read it. Read it. Let's see. Psalm th- uh, Psalm 13. 13. How long, O oh Lord, 
Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Yes. How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Yeah. And then it, there's this line. Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. And then this is, I love this. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. There it is. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountiful with me. It's it's the same as the psalm that Jesus wow. reads from the gospel. He, uh, receives, uh, he recites from the cross. He says, Psalm 22. Yeah. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And most people interpret that psalm as Jesus' cry that his father has abandoned him. But as you, it says, as these dogs have come around me, as they appear to destroy me. But what the psalmist has is this hope that he's going to be rescued from death. He has this faith, this confidence that he will make it through this trial. And so when Jesus says from the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you abandoned me? It's everybody who hears that psalm of Jesus speaking it from the cross knows exactly what that psalm is. You know, sometimes I think a lot of people misinterpret that psalm. Just like this psalm, how long, O Lord? How long will we be? That's a good one. How long are we going to be in this mess? How long, O Lord, until I can be baptized and confirmed? Yeah. And and, and what is is the, the psalm telling us that this person has great trust? They have great confidence. They have great faithfulness that what is going on, the Lord will bring to a yeah. good conclusion. So I think that's where, you know, for the, for anyone dealing with disappointment, whether it's any of these groups, I mean, that we've just named, graduation people, uh, wedding people, um, you know, even like, I mean, even funerals. I have a my, my aunt, uh, who's my mom's brother's wife, her dad died up in up in Boston, and he was in his nineties oh, really? and lived a wonderful long life. Was married sixty nine years. I mean, just an unbelievable, you know, faithful life. Um, but died at the at kind of at the beginning of all this, and they had a funeral for him. And how many people were there? Ten. Ten people. How many people would have been there? Hundreds, mm-hmm. hundreds. And so you you look at that. I mean, there's all these kind of groups. I mean, you were supposed to go on pilgrimage, all those. You know, spring break, you were supposed to go to, where were you going? Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic on a mission trip. I was supposed to, dang, man, when all this happened, like I was going to go to Houston and see my parents for a week. And I didn't go. And I still haven't gone. (laughs) And I want to go. Right? I'm Uh ticked. What the heck? Disappointed. But that Psalm 13 gives us... Uh, a kind of a, a a plan. What do we what do we do with our disappointment? We go to the one who can do something about it. Mm-hmm. To the Lord. It, it, Trust exactly. And we're not going to see it immediately because. But I want to. I know. I know. Okay. This is. I'm going <laughs> to make a. I'm going to make a right hand turn and stay on the same road. Like your stations of the cross. Mm-hmm. They make a left hand turn and stay on the same road. Yeah. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna keep going that okay. way. Okay. Saints. Think of some saints 
that people could use as a patron saint during this time of disappointment. John Paul II's mom died when he was nine. Oh, hello. You just came out of the gates. Go Uh, on. Tell us about St. John Paul II. Well, just his mom. We talked about him in that rosary episode. Right. Um, You know, just his mom died when he was a very young age. I mean, that that can crush a kid. And in his case, he he turned to to the Blessed Virgin Mary and said, "You know, <coughs> you you must be my mother now." I mean, he took that as a as kind of a launching pad of diving more into his spiritual life. Uh, trying to think of other examples. Well, I mean, I mean, a, a major, you know, Maria, I preached about her a couple on Divine Mercy Sunday. <coughs> Maria Goretti, you know, is killed, <coughs> gets murdered at thirteen. Right. Yeah. And her family took that, they had this kind of radical mercy, radical forgiveness for the man who, who killed her, ultimately bringing about his conversion. Correct, yeah. Um, so, you know, taking that more, I mean, disappointment is not even the word. Grief, mm-hmm. anger, turning that into an, an occasion for mercy. Yeah. It's just amazing. I bet almost every saint there's some right story of their lonely. I mean, Mother Teresa, right? I mean, there has this decades-long period of dryness in her prayer. You can imagine her disappointment. Lord, give me something. Lord, come on. Why have you forsaken me? Like John of the Cross. John of the Cross, the dark night of the soul. You know, he's locked away by what? He's locked away by the, the, the brothers he lives with. Because they thought he was a heretic. Yeah. And they put him in prison and locked him in a closet and fed him. And it's from that he wrote this beautiful poem, The Ascent of Mount Carmel. He gave us a a deeper understanding of the dark night of the soul, Mm. uh, which a lot of people go through and how there is this hope for uh, for the end for which um, the, the Lord God has planned. But we don't see it immediately. Uh, I, I, another another um, great saint, well, on the way to canonization, is Blessed Chiara, C-H-I-A-R-A, Blessed Chiara. A young woman. A young, a young woman. I mean, she's like in her late 18s, early 20s when she dies. But her parents, interesting, her parents like prayed for a child because they couldn't have kids. They prayed and they prayed and they prayed for kids. And they finally, bam, baby shows up. And then it's kind of like uh, uh, Elizabeth and uh, 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 Zachariah. Oh, yeah. They'd been praying mm-hmm. and like, wow, uh, I've been forsaken because I can't have any kids. And all of a sudden, John the Baptist shows up. And the same way with Blessed Kiata. Well, she wasn't blessed then, but Kiata shows up. She's born. She lives. She gets in, you know, she's. She has this great suffering, and by the time she's 17, she's already having these disappointments throughout her life. But at the age of 17, she like feels these pains in her body, mm. and she has terrible cancer. She has these illnesses that are taking over her body. And then she never lost sight. Yeah, she never lost sight of what God was doing with her. Yeah, As looking at this, as an opportunity to grow in in great holiness. Yeah. Uh, uh, Divine Mercy Sunday was just, what, a week ago? Yeah. Two, two, two things. 
uh, one, you know, September 1st, 1939, the Nazis invade Poland. They start dive bombing the place. They march into Poland. Yeah, disappointment and, is not and, even the word. I mean, and seize tragedy it. Tragedy and death and yeah. And the, so these people had been, you know, faithful. It's like, well, God, I'm doing everything right. We're doing everything right. We're we're devout Christians. We go to church on Sunday. We follow the commandments. We follow the beatitudes. We live out this life of love of our neighbor. So how long, oh Lord, is this going to last? And so from 1939 to 1945, there was a Nazi occupation of Poland. That's a long, I mean, think we've been in this like coronavirus lockdown for like six weeks. Right. Now think of it for six years. Mm-hmm. I've been reading, you know, people freaking out about having to stay home and all that stuff. And someone was like, you know, and Frank, they were in there for like two years. Right. They had to live in the quiet of, you know. I mean, this is nothing compared to what many, many, many have gone through before. Yeah, so just the, just that time period of even not having food. And uh, I think ultimately that's where, it, like, I, I want what I want when I want it. Mm-hmm. I want to graduate on time. I want a, I want a graduation ceremony, and mm-hmm. I want all my family to be here. And then the world says, OSU says, No. I want to be baptized at the Easter Vigil. No. Yeah. I want my first communion, and I want all my family to be there. I want a Jupiter jump at my 45th birthday party. Exactly. Do you really? And you said no. We can make that happen. And you said no. It's not until January. (laughs) We should be okay by then. (laughs) You know, I want to to get married and have all the special people in my life there. No, you're a priest. You cannot. (laughs) You cannot get married. I don't want to get married. Whatever special people you want there, tell them no. As a father, there's a priest at St. Minor where I went to seminary and he used to, like if a guy would like leave seminary and then go and get married, he would say, oh, he, oh, you'd say like, oh, where's that? You know, where's he, where's that guy? Oh, he committed matrimony. (laughs) He committed matrimony. (laughs) (laughs) I always thought that was so funny. But yeah, this disappointment. So what, so what do we do with it? I mean, so let's, let's talk, let's kind of give, let's do a little, maybe a little five minute spiritual direction for people. What do you do with disappointment? Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you t- you've had a pay cut. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of these scenarios. Oil I'll bet at some zero. level, every single person listening to this has had some disappointment. Maybe small, but maybe very significant. What do we do with that? First, I would say go through the Psalms. Ooh. And find the Psalm Psalms 13. of lament. Mm-hmm. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Oh, Lord, how long will this last? How long, oh, Lord? To turn to the Lord in this time and pray some of those psalms of lament, of sorrow, of disappointment. You know, there, there's, that we hoped, that's, that's that line from the road to Emmaus, when those two people are talking to Jesus, although they do not recognize him, and they say, we had hoped that he would be the Savior. Mm. And he says to them, oh, how fickle your hearts. Wow. So we, we can breathe these things to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, just like 1939, Poland, how long is this occupation going to last? How long are we going to 
be under the reign of this kind of yeah. illness, this evil power, so this if whatever. You, if you go to the Psalms, so there's 150 Psalms, about a third of them are, are, are these Psalms of lament. A third? A third. So that's <laughs> so. A few highlights here, just to look. You look these up. Uh, Psalm Psalm thirteen that we that we yep. talked about. How long, O Lord? Um, Psalm forty four. Uh huh. You know why are you asleep, O Lord? Uh, why do you hide your face? You know th- this kind of this idea of that God has somehow like kind of forgotten us. So Psalm thirteen, Psalm forty four, uh, Psalm seventy nine, uh, Psalm ninety four. Rise up, Judge of the earth, render. Their deserts to the proud. How long, O Lord, shall the wicked? How long shall the wicked glory? Um, Psalm twenty-five. Look toward me and have pity on me, for I am alone and afflicted. Yeah. You know, behold, my enemies are many. Preserve my life and rescue me. Uh, Psalm eighty-five. Show us, O Lord, your kindness and grant us your salvation. Uh, beautiful, beautiful. Psalm four. Uh, o Lord, let the light of your countenance shine upon us. You put gladness into my heart. As soon as I lie down, I fall asleep peacefully. For you alone, O Lord, bring security to my dwelling. Yeah. So check those out. Those would be a great place to start. Okay. Another another thing I would encourage people to do is go to the moment where Peter and the apostles are on the boat and Jesus is asleep. Oh. Go Tell and me more. you ready? Go and watch Pope Francis's talk from that Ubi et Orba, whatever it was. Uh, the week before Good Friday. Yeah. yeah. He's standing out all alone in St. Peter's Basilica, gray, dark, and this little white cassock figure standing underneath a spotlight. And he gave a talk, a really a beautiful Ignatian meditation. He's a Jesuit. It was pretty awesome. Matthew chapter 8, you'll find it. And it was all about Jesus with the apostles. Yeah, how on can the you sea. sleep in the middle of this storm? What the heck is wrong with you, Lord? Right. That's exactly it. How long, oh Lord, We're will perishing. this last? We're perishing and you're sleeping. Right. And I, I think our first response is to fight. Mm. To bucket. You know, and and what uh, or we kind of shake our fit, you know? What the yes. heck? What the heck? And that, that is the hu- natural human response of anger, resentment, frustration, and that is natural. I mean, it yeah. comes out of our it comes out of our lack of the the desire that we had, the plans that get derailed. <laughs> and so, what do we st- we stop and say? How long, oh Lord, will this last? And then, what do we, what do we do out of that? We see this as an opportunity for that purification of that desire, that purification of like, I want to be in control. No matter how awesome science is, no matter how powerful our weapons are, how how advanced we are in scientific technology, technology, this, you know, COVID-19, this virus, and more will come upon us in the future. hundred years from now, remember the book, uh, The Body? He said, we're due. Not because we're yeah, not smart being, or intelligent. We've just been lucky. We've just been lucky. That's so amazing. Yeah, I read that book back in right. January, and now here we are. Yeah, I think that'll be, that'll be an enduring positive of all this, and that is we recognize our, how little control we really right. have. And I think especially in the first world where 
we love we can control everything mm-hmm. the temperature the mu- you know what we're listening to i was you know i saw there was a commercial the other day of like that that bed like for couples you know like each person gets their own their own sleep number oh yeah <laughs> and it's like how much control do we really need uh when like we're in the same bed but i like mine slightly you know this and this right the hard it's like come on uh the, just that level of control and it's and it seems as though the rug is being pulled out from under us and so what do we right. do with that we go to the one ultimately who's in who's in control right there was this line from the movie carol the man who became pope you can watch Ooh. it on youtube mm-hmm. and he has this line formed it's unformed yeah it's really great he's in the he's in the upper room with the priest and his classmates and he says the he has this great line. He says, "These enemies will go away, Ooh. and another enemy will show up at a mm. later date. But how will you be changed by these people? How will your heart grow out of love?" And so, in this time, how long, O oh Lord? It's keep my heart faithful and in love with you, Mother Teresa. The Lord doesn't ask us to be successful; He asks us to be faithful. Booyah. All right, so that's what you do with your disappointment. You go to the Lord. He is our strength and our shield. The Lord is my light and my salvation, Psalm 27. All right, we're going we're gonna to go, but we hope you have a great week. Uh, keep tuning in. Pray keep, for us. Keep supporting each other, and uh, we'll see you next week. God bless you.